0: welcome everybody to the uh, fly racing racer x podcast something different my buddies gald Noof, some guy named ken you know i love canadian moto i normally do these canadian motocross preview shows with galdi and with Noof, but honestly they started their own podcast with this ken guy they do a good job they do a great job really funny and they're more plugged in than i am and instead of me calling them and doing one and then them doing one their own and all of that. I just said, give me your show, I'll put it up, and you guys can uh, can listen. So the Canadian series is kicking off uh, next week in uh, Edmonton, and lots of intrigue to it. Uh, Dylan Wright is the heavy favorite in the 450s, but I think Jess Pettis, if he could stay injury-free and start building, can challenge Dylan at times. So we'll see what the guys think about that. And the 250 class is going to be wild. It's going to be wide open. Um, definitely the uh, switch of last year's title winner, Ryder McNabb, to the KTM team. And then the KTM rider from champion from two years ago, Jacob Piccolo, going to Ryder McNabb's old team. That's really interesting. Maybe Bogle joins at some point. He's hurt. Uh, Tanner Ward dropped down. That class is going to be nutty. Mitchell Harrison, again, gave it a run last year. So I think that class is going to be the one to watch. I'm interested in the Canadian Moto season this year. I'm trying to make it up to a race. And uh, for now, listen to Galdi and listen to Noof and some guy named Ken talk about the season, their predictions, uh, have some laughs and more. Uh, who's going to be the gate fillers? Who's going to be the point stealers? Who's going to get mad at Galdi? Who's going to get mad at Noof? All of that. Uh, thank you for listening and uh, enjoy the show. And if you want, find them at CMX Unfiltered on social, uh, at GuaranteedMX on social, you can get it uh, uh, at, uh, I think it's Ryan the Newf Lockhart, but just go to CMX Unfiltered. You'll see the podcast up on there. You go, you know these two guys from the uh, pulp shows over the years, so I know you'll enjoy this one. All right, thanks for listening. Thanks to these guys. Away we go.
1: How many fights did, does Galdi and I get in this summer? Um, we're spending about 60 days together. Oh, fuck.
0: It's the unofficial, unexpected, and unfiltered Canadian motocross race review, featuring Ryan the Newf Lockhart and Ryan Gould, with your host, Ken Kedden.
2: Welcome everybody to the Canadian motocross unfiltered podcast. As usual, we have the uh, Canadian motocross personalities that everybody knows and loves, Newf and Gouldy and it is finally time. Today we get to officially move out of the off season and into the uh, motocross portion of the 2023 Canadian Triple Crown Series. Uh, I'm excited about this. Uh, You guys did a a really great job in the uh, silly season, kind of working your contacts and getting a lot of details from behind the scenes, but it's kind of nice to step out from behind the scenes and get into uh, into the details and into some bench racing. Uh, so, Noof, uh, I assume you're probably pretty excited about this as well. Is there anything that uh, intrigues you about the series that we're heading into here?
1: Well, I can't believe we're already here. I mean, it's uh, we we've been talking lots of off season stuff. The Obviously, in the off season, but it's here. <laughs> we're, we're six. <laughs> hey, Goldie. Sorry. Just go, hey, just go fuck up the Instagram. Man.
3: <laughs> uh, get intro, dude. Way to go, man. Way yeah, go. I know. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, yeah, no, for sure.
1: Yeah. <laughs> but uh, no, it is like honestly, we're doing this on on Sunday. Uh, we're six days away. I can't believe it's uh, I can't believe it's here. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. I mean, we're going to we're going to Edmonton. I don't know if they've actually started building the track yet, which we've kind of alluded to that last last week on the uh, on the pod. But um, yeah, I mean, there was some interesting, juicy stuff which Galdi and I will get into uh, here with some uh, two fifty guys uh, leaving teams and separating ways and stuff. But Goldie, what do you think? Six days away. I'm uh, I'm pretty jacked.
3: Before we get into this. Ken, I know you're our host. I'm a little upset. Like I've, I'm putting all this extra work in. I go over the top, and you're always like, "It's the Noof and Goldie," and then, "Hey, listen to Noof and then Goldie." Yeah, like, well, I should that. be first. No, I you should be shouldn't. first. No. Well, Ken, Ken, I, Ken didn't even introduce himself. I'm yeah, like, I just realized true. that. Who as as the fuck well. is that guy now that we're listening to Noof? Jesus Christ.
2: <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, no, you know what, guys? I mean, like you said, we've been uh, plowing through shows since uh, January coming up with lots of good things and digging into our, our, uh, a bag of goodies as far as talking to people and everything. And it's been, been amazing, but now we are going racing. Like Newf said, six days away. Um, for those that don't know, uh, that listen to us, yeah, it's Saturday, right? Don't forget guys. It is Saturday, Saturday for round one, 4 p.m. Um, 4 p.m. Yeah. Right. 4 p.m. We go live on TV. Myself and Liam O'Farrell are going to be in the booth. Newf has an interesting take on that. Um, <laughs> well, we can maybe talk about that at the end and then, uh, but yeah, so and there's there's like drag racing, I think, before at Newford stuff. Yeah, I, I just I just it's heard a full day. Week. It's a full day of entertainment. That's
1: cool. It's like a it's like a there'll be a Ferris wheel there. Me mean, maybe me and Foschiotti will get on the Ferris wheel. Uh, no. no, take Ken, take Ken for a ride. Uh, we'll, <laughs> yeah, Ken, we'll get a bottle of wine, go for a Ferris <laughs>
3: wheel
2: ride. I'm in. Ken, 100% just, in. Ken
3: just throwing up after the first revolution <laughs> of those. Ferris wheel. Ken's still <laughs> hung over from Go for Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's gonna go all summer actually. Yeah. That was a long stint. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Um, yeah, I'm Jack, boys. It's, it's going to be really good. Obviously, uh, we've discussed a little bit, the 250 class, a lot deeper than the 450. But the 450 is going to have some compelling uh, storylines um, going into it as well. And, you know, who who will do the series? Who do we think is going to, you know, last and outlast and, and all that kind of stuff? And uh, other than round one at Edmonton, every other round has been is solidified. Like, you know what you're going to get. You know what the track's going to be kind of like. you, you the preparation, the riders, all that kind of stuff. So it's going to be pretty badass, I think. Uh, and we said it, you know, a few weeks back. I think that this is the best sort of look to the series since Triple Crown has took it over, as far as venues and all that kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, it's exciting. I'm 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 pretty jacked for sure, man. So I'm, I, bummed,
1: I'm bummed so I won't be there at round one, but I'll be doing TV from uh, from the booth. So, we'll are you be- going to be able to stay up that late? First motor doesn't start till seven your time. No, no, six, uh, time. No, six, six, six time my time, time. six. Yeah, six uh, so.
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got some, you know, I've, you know, some behind closed doors activities that keeps me awake. I'm good to go. Charlie to go. Vegas,
1: yeah, Charlie yeah,
3: Vegas, Charlie
0: Vegas. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, Goldie, let me ask you this one then. So, from a series standpoint, obviously Edmonton is kind of the quote unquote uh, question mark because it is all new, but I think the rest rest of its status quo right like nothing else tracks we've all been to nothing new and on that standpoint
3: yeah uh, i don't um i mean other than maybe some subtle little changes but you know you're going to go to calgary you're going uh, flat up top and the valleys on either side uh cam is going to be gnarly after three days four days of practice and um amateur racing so it's going to be gnarly on a sunday and the boys there will do a great job and then once we come east you know, Gopher, Sandalie, Lee, yeah. Bo like in Moncton, it's all pretty standard other than maybe some little changes that might just kinda you know add add a little extra time or take away a little time on the track. But right. bike bike setups and all that stuff should be relatively the same for every single rider team, um, other than the Edmonton one. And and honestly, it's it's pretty wild that we're going to Edmonton for round one. Um, you know, not that we need a track map or we need, you know, this is motocross, right? You get there, you learn how to ride. That's kind of the the, the sort of thing that you learn as a racer. But it's <laughs> so pretty, it's like yeah. a ghost.
1: It's like a ghost world right now. You know you know what's funny? Going in so, there. So our buddy, Cal Nowicki, um, he texts me on Wednesday or whatever. So obviously he's a big part of this Edmonton thing going down with the equipment. Title sponsor. Title, title sponsor. sponsor. What's it? Give him a shout out on his equipment there. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Heavy metal. Okay. Uh, he... T- he texted me on like Wednesday this past week. He's like, "Hey man, uh just saw the track map for Edmonton. Looks pretty wild." And normally, like, I should be like, "Hey, can you send me a photo of it?" I'm like, "I don't. I just want it to be a surprise. Like, yeah. I'm not even. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I don't. I, I'm like, oh yeah, it looks cool." He's like, "It looks pretty wild. Like, I didn't dig for it. Like, I'm sure he would have sent it to me, but." uh I just wanted to be a surprise, just like the rest of us, yeah. right? Because yeah. there's an over under bridge. They got to ride a cow midway. Uh, yeah, they're gonna yeah. hop on the. They're gonna hop on the uh, um, airport landing. The drag trip. strip. Yeah, yeah.
3: Just they, grab yeah. gears. Da-da-da-da-da. Just
1: grab gears. Yeah. Oh, I don't. I don't know. It's gonna be. It's gonna be. It's gonna be interesting. And like, for me. Like, obviously being part of GDR and as an ex-racer like you are, like, I hate the anticipation of waiting around. Like, that Saturday is going to be tough. We're not riding dirt bikes till noon. I like getting up six in the morning, crack a dawn, freaking getting right at it. You know what I mean? Like, you're the same as me, Goldie, on that side. But we're going to be a lot of waiting around. It's, it's, it's going to be pretty... interesting.
3: I've seen the schedule. I got it sent to me because um, with the quit side of things, we got some... Some uh, per round sponsors, so I got the daily schedule, and I'm like, "Holy Jesus, this ever laid back and like, yeah, a lot of sort of just kind of waiting and and uh, so for the riders and all that kind of. I'm not too sure how to take it. Um, okay. I think there's a there's a press day Friday, right? Now, if I think.
1: I don't know. That's news okay. to me. I'm, I okay. know all I know is I got flown in on Thursday, and I'm going. Why the hell am I going in two days early for this thing? But uh, well, you're you're so the, the only one going to be
3: there to set the tent up, so. Oh, that's um, why I got brought yeah, in. Really? Yeah, that's how yeah. that's how it's going to work. And you got to go grocery shopping uh, <laughs> and do some um, dealer signings and all that. Hopefully, kind of stuff. the
1: hopefully the card works. Yeah, <laughs> I
3: don't think you don't have. You're not going to have access to that anymore. You've no, been cut. You've been snipped. No. Um, but,
1: but yeah, you I know think, what? I think I think overall though, like as we're as we're talking about this, like yeah, it's you know we're kind of we're kind of poking at it a little bit and kind of making fun of it a little bit, but at the same time there's no better time to do it than the first round. I mean, that would be weird if it was halfway through the season or the ender or something like that, because I do think that we're going to get into real motocross literally seven days after that, when it comes to Kamloops. It's the first round. It's unknown. It's a sprint
3: three motor format, like fucking throw everybody to the wolves basically. And just like, boys, the gate drops. Let's see what you got. And Noof, you can attest to this, cause you rode that. Cause de- uh, I, I fucked up the Instagram. Um, that track has always been extremely fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah. everybody is going to be feeling good, I think. Like, it's not going to get crazy rough, um, super deep, all those kinds of things, unless, of course, they they attest to that. I know the Vision Built guys um, yeah. that build those tracks here in Ontario are going out to build the track. Good. So, um, But
1: it's very clay, hard-packed soil, so it doesn't um, get rough. It's like, not going to worst, get yeah. The worst of days that we've been there, it never got rough. Like it, it would get a few breaking bumps here and there, but yeah fucking hero dirt, man. Like the yeah. most traction you've ever had in your life. Mm. Uh I raced there in oh eight was the only year and I rode there again in twelve, but um holy fuck you feel good on that track. Like everybody feels good, just like you said, Caldi.
2: It's like traction's
3: yeah. unbelievable,
1: all that kind of stuff.
3: Actually, by any chance have any of you guys looked
1: at weather?
2: I haven't no mm-hmm. no.
1: hmm eh? are we are we good right now? Yeah, I'm not predicting on that, but it is calling for rain. Oh, um, that would
0: <laughs> change that things. That, up be, a little that bit. will
3: be gross if it rains because it'll be a slippery, tacky
1: nonsense, and that it could throw everything. Well, oh, that out would the be window. the worst dirt ever to rain yeah. mud on, like literally, yeah. like the heaviest shit you've ever seen in your life, right? But yeah, yeah. I mean, the weather has been crazy here in the West, right? Like it's been hot. Obviously, we touched on it last week but fucking alberta's on fire right yeah 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 i was gonna say yeah so anyways let's move on let's get into the riders okay oh shit
2: Goldie, did you do sponsor reads
3: no let's get into that um big thank you to the the names that are gonna get read off here ktm husqvarna and gas gas canada thank you so much guys for joining on board allison thompson you're an absolute beauty we appreciate the support that you've given us the competitive the competition and aggressiveness of KTM the sophistication serious and personality of Husqvarna and the community shared fun of riding at GasGas Gas. uh big thanks to those guys RaceTech is the world's largest aftermarket micro- motorcycle suspension modification company with over 35 years of providing factory level suspension to every rider Did you know that you can get the same great product settings and services that RaceTech offers locally to you with a tuner you can drive to and like you see at your local races, and that right there is Charlie Johnson Racing. He's the man that brought us Tech. So if you're in the Alberta area or even anywhere around the Canadian uh, National Series, Charlie Johnson Racing can hook you up. Tech Products, he is a service center, and he is the man that is uh, very supportive of what we do. All Tech Products, 100% guaranteed and made in the USA. Bristol Coachworks, custom motor van builds right here in Canada, whether they are full-on builds or just accessorizing And making the basic moto vans for the weekend warrior. Um, Monster Energy Kawasaki Huber years ago got a a sprinter van that was unbelievable. We actually used to use it at our um, after-hours parties because the lights were so sick on it. Um, (laughs) Yeah, The McNabs uh, got an amazing sprinter just last year, all custom fit for Brad McNab, who is uh, paraplegic in a wheelchair, and they made that so he has access, he can drive, and, of course, Ryder helps around there. And then the GDR rig at the front lounge. Uh, this is where new sleeps on race day when he says that he's working so much. So uh, <laughs> it is obviously very comfy. Um, RV repairs and refurbishment, full of post re-division to, uh, to do boats or vehicle interior. So Bristol Coachworks on YouTube and Instagram at Bristol Coachworks. And the uh, latest one that joined us on kind of just later on our program, callusmoto.com, Canadian brand focused on the rider, fueled by passion. 100% of the proceeds go directly back into the sport. And Ken, I got confirmation that you should have your stuff the first of this week. Sweet, Perfect. so you are going to be looking stylish. Um, yep. Maybe you can send in the group text. Maybe some some fun stuff with you and Christine well, we wearing, do wearing your jersey.
1: Post with Ken mm-hmm. wearing his pickup kit. Well, uh, yes, one
3: hundred percent. I was thinking more just something fun in our group with him and his old lady partying in the new gear. Well, we're gonna yeah. do it. Partying. Yeah, we're gonna do that too, Noof. Okay, I was you know going in <laughs> other directions there, but um, <laughs> big thanks out <laughs> to those guys, and of course we'll have the halftime reads with all those yeah. other sponsors. And um, Ken, I'm, I'm assuming you're going to pick, is it 250 or 450, where are we starting here? Because-
2: I think we'll start directions. with the 250s. We got some stories. Yeah, we'll start with we the 250s because uh, okay. I think that's the deeper class and there's quite a bit more to talk about there, I think. Um, so I think the way we're going to do it is we'll break everything up uh, kind of into three groups, the 250 championship kind of guys, which those are all outlined pretty pretty straightforwardly. And then there's that next group that could be kind of winning motos yeah and podium overalls maybe an overall but not super likely and then there's kind of just the rest of the field that we'll we'll run through there so uh starting with the uh, 250 class championship picks um so we have i think uh we were texting earlier and we kind of laid this out i think you got mcnab harrison natsky and piccolo so um <clears throat> galdi i guess uh kind of just out of those four guys or Even just talk about how that's going to play out. Uh, Pick one or two and just uh, fill us in what you think on those guys.
3: Well, those four between them, obviously, we got Harrison and Noski who are on the exact same bikes, exact same program um, moving forward. So you got to think they're comfy. Uh, Moving ahead of the other two with McNabb, obviously coming in a little bit under the radar as far as injuries go. And then Piccolo on the new squad. Although uh, from what we saw at our little fun gathering at uh go for dunes he he's very active we know that he's very active on the bike um and um we're going to see if that can make sense transitioning into um into the races but again i think i really think it's like new said i I believe it was on our last show the round one is kind of like up in the air um because of the way the track is the uncertainty but Camloops is going to be gnarly, thirty plus two, probably hot as balls under uh, that thing. So it's, I feel like round one caters to Piccolo and McNabb just for the sheer fact that the raw speed they have. Although McNabb will not be a hundred percent, he'll be, he'll be good. He'll be eighty percent, I feel. But um, as far as my nod right now goes, I feel like Harrison and Natsuki have the edge. But I do believe at round one, Piccolo will be the rider that shows the just the unbelievable raw speed, uh, like we were kind of alluding to earlier. It's not going to be rough. Um, by the sounds of it. new set, it might not be too, too uh, warm either. Um So um to break down those four round one, I, I feel like Harrison Natsuki have that experience coming in with him, but I feel like Piccolo was going to come out of the gate, unbelievably swinging, so excited about the new bike, the new team. Also wanting to show off. Uh, I've shared thoughts on him before, like he's, you know, Obviously lack of a better term, but the right amount of dumb when he gets there, he's gonna be able to shut off the pressure and the and the new team and sponsors and things like that, and he's gonna drop the hammer. I feel like he's gonna be really good. Goldie, um, sorry to, sorry to interrupt yeah, you. go ahead. If
1: if there's a twister on the line, that's Jake Piccolo. <laughs> yeah. Like, he knows how right? to twist the throttle. Yeah. Like that's his that's, his ability to do that, new is probably
3: like next level to the other guys we're talking about.
1: Well, yeah, and what's crazy with Jake is like he can go like without even warming up or seeing the track. His first lap could be the same speed as his actually hot lap, you know what I mean? Because he's just a twister, what you yeah. call it, right? Right amount of death, I guess, right amount yeah. of depth. lack of a better term, but that's yeah, just no, a, it's
3: not the term that's it's, it's not, no offense, dumb, but, yeah, no. Um, but um, yeah, those four guys I, I believe definitely are ones that we're going to be talking about the most yeah. all year long, and and heading into this round, I, I give Piccolo. A Little bit of the edge, um, and we know, um, I uh, know this a little bit more. They've put a little bit of extra time into that bike, uh, this year, and you can see well, they're still they're still putting they're, in time. S- they're still doing it. And you can see globally that the 250 Honda is is yes. is now up to par Getting with better. said Yamaha's or those KTM's uh, on every uh, major sort of
1: series, right? So, so, um, on on sorry to interrupt you again, yeah,
3: but again, yeah, just like, cut you, me off, man.
1: Like, what the fuck, I know, I'm talking just talking cutting you off because that's usually what you're good at. <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, like, yeah, no, for sure. <laughs> there it is. There's the first one. Yeah. They are putting the extra work in. I called uh, Derek the other night. It was 8 o'clock in Ontario, and they're testing, still testing. Like, this late in the game, I'm like, dude, what are you doing? He's like, we're trying to get every last minute in, right? So they're yeah.
3: putting the work. Okay, so now you say that. I'm an opposite team manager uh, and all that kind of stuff, and I'm like. Team I'm affiliation. Just, I'm- at team, I, I I know that both uh, Wright and Piccolo spent time at the Lawrences. They probably got to see some things that other people yeah. wouldn't see. So me looking at when you just said that, if I'm like, okay, maybe they're not that satisfied with what they got. They're spending that
1: much more time in. and wow. So you can look at it both ways. Yeah. You can look no, at it you both can, ways. You can because, I mean, there's no question that you would love to come in uh, you know, I was talking to Braden, who's who's Dylan's mechanic, and it's like, hey, man, we still got a lot of work to do, and it's like, fuck, truck's leaving today. Most trucks left today, right? For I would say, well,
3: actually, no, the uh, the ones that I like, Sims. Uh, who was I talking, Sims? I would think, like, Quid's probably left today because they're another day behind. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, But, like, th- yeah, the Ontario ones, I don't think are leaving until, like, tomorrow or even Tuesday because now the kind of cool thing about the series, they only got to go to Edmonton. They don't got to go true. to BC, right? That's so true. they knock off another 15
1: hours on the trip. Yeah, yeah totally. Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's, it's always, it doesn't matter whether you're a U.S. team or a Canadian team or whatever. I mean, there's always that last-minute little bit of, struggle parts are taking longer these days and and graphics and stuff like that. we don't graphics. have our graphics <laughs> well we just back in our day golly we just threw on the pro circuit or fmf pipe and put a fucking set of graphics on it we're good to go i remember one year i had a fmf pipe and a pro circuit silencer on my one <laughs> really no way
2: yeah.
3: <laughs> that's yeah it fit it's the way we did it. to the He's like this works the best i'm like all right fuck it Let's do it, yeah. Back Falcon in like ninety seven or Yeah, fucking make the power, buddy. <laughs> oh shit! But anyway, um, I, I think Newf. I'll, I'll send it to you. But those top four, I believe, are they going to be the guys for this title for this championship, through and throughout? I think my maybe interesting one. Is, like I have a, I have a lot of respect and a lot of. Uh, I could put some. I would. I would put money down on Natsuki, but I'm. I'm interested to see how he comes out into this series because now. Well, he's got the pressure now, right? Well, yeah, yeah. there's the pressure. pressure last year. Exactly, title contender pressure. Didn't have a great Supercross. Not that I don't. Not that that really matters. But now it's like, hey, you're going around one. Like you are. Yeah, you're expected you're, to win. You're expected yeah. to win. So I, I'm interested to see where that goes, Noof. But no, go top, those top four are, are
1: our guys. Yeah, you're right on that, Goldie, for sure. And and that's something that I never really thought about until you just said it. Like he jumped in at Walton one last year, and he had no pressure. He already missed three or four rounds or whatever it was. Um, And, you know, he just was going out for moto wins. But moto wins is completely different than, you know, the weight of a championship on his shoulders. And obviously, you know, Julian Pierre-Max, like, dude, how stoked would he be to win a championship and be like, fuck you to everybody else? Because he is kind of the underdog of the teams. He has
3: zero support.
1: Yeah. Like Kawasaki, no. Canada, yeah. or his, yeah. like his
3: his funding is all from America. Yeah. A little yeah. bit of uh he's got this a uh, a good friend of our executive sponsors, ammo VR VR Premium. It's a trailer guy, he helps him with some money, but yeah, like right.
1: he's so on He's the Underdog. He's the underdog. Very right? much, so, very much so. So obviously Josiah, like I, I don't know him super well. All I know is that he's fucking fast, he's fit, and he can he can get the job done. So he is gonna be extremely tough. And obviously, Harrison. Like, I think when we did our uh, preview pod last year, I was like, "Yeah, I don't know. He's gonna be okay." Like, he didn't have a great Supercross season. I know you can't compare Supercross to Motocross, but um, dude, he was legit up here last year, and he got yeah. better. And he had some bad luck, obviously, uh, with a flat tire there at Moncton or whatever happened. But um, and he just came off a really good Supercross season, so to say in his like in my eyes for him like he made every main he was better this winter than he was last winter and he has experience on the tracks um and he's comfortable like mitchell harrison in my eyes like he's fit right into this series he loves it nova scotia he loves alex he fucking loves the cooks he loves medagas i see them out there just grinding on these fucking single track motocross tracks right like it's it's a different world out there. It's like nom out there, when yeah. they're training, like literally
3: doing uh, motos and then carrying a fucking a bunch of baked goods into the yeah, yeah.
1: for sure. And then, but then you got the two kids. You got yeah. and and Jake's not a kid anymore, Piccolo. I mean, he's nineteen, um, and obviously McNabb. I mean, he's he's younger, but you got the two kids that can freaking send it right. Like raw, there's, there's a
3: fight. Like I think Desai is about twenty three, maybe twenty four this year, and right and Harrison's the same.
1: Yeah. yeah, Harrison, same age. Yeah, so there's a yeah. five years
3: there's at least five years difference between the, the two kids. Like there's a good gap there.
1: Yeah, well even more to McNabb, right? Yeah. McNabb, yeah. we'd be uh eighteen this
3: year, I guess, What's right? It, or Twelve, thirteen years old. Yeah. Twelve. <laughs>
1: yeah. But uh I just I just love it like we got such a variety, like a uh I'm I'm missing the word, but the the difference of the guys, like we got the maturity of, of Harrison and and Natsuki and then we got the twisters of McNabb and, and Piccolo. Um dude, this thing is gonna freaking shape up. Like it, these honestly, the four the four that, that Ken just mentioned, these are these are the four for me. Yeah.
3: 100 yeah, percent And like I didn't really allude to Harrison. I feel like he has that the edge uh right now, right? The you know, Piccolo new team. Natsuki with that maybe pressure. McNabb coming in hurt. Harrison identical everything right the bike hasn't changed the only they got new gear company this year that's it with parts canada but i, I feel like at this first round although when, and then i was thinking that as you were talking to i would have said that the raw speed thing obviously pickle i feel like has that edge on raw speed but if you remember um he won at um drum or not drummondville um what was the round drum heller And the same thing, Piccolo was leading motos at Manitoba and where it wasn't like a super rough track. It was like a raw speed track. And Harrison chased him down there too in one or one motor or two motor or not both motos. I can't remember when they were all. But anyway, I'd look up the stats right now, but the damn 2022 fucking results
1: are, we can't (laughs) find them. Um, But. Well, what's crazy, you weren't at Kamloops last year. Ken was there, but. Harrison sucked balls in the yeah. first moto. He got cleaned out by Tyler Gibbs. He got yeah. six. He went six, right? Yeah, and I was like, I, I literally, like, standing on the sidelines, like, obviously there was some factors that went into it. I was like, he's said, oh, well, this ain't going to work. And then <laughs> moto two, it's like he figured it out, and he was solid in yeah. moto two. And then all of a sudden we showed up in Drum Heller and it was like, holy fuck, okay, now now it's on. You know what I mean? Like, it took him. I took him around to figure it out, which, which you know, I thought like what I saw in Moto One. I was like, yeah, that's what I expected. Yeah, um, yeah, I think he he might not surprise me. I shouldn't me say suck th- balls, but he he, he wasn't. Well he that's was what off, you said though.
3: You just said that. That's what you said. Sorry, Alex. Recorded. Sorry, Alex. Um, yeah, your buddy, you and your buddy. Um, but, uh, I, yeah, I mean, this weekend with the, uh, you know, round one being what it is, sprint modal format, three fifteens, yeah. probably not going to be too, too rough. Those top four guys. And then we're going to get into this next group. Cause there's a few names in there that could, that could get the start. But like, it's, uh, I, I mean, you guys are going to be on property. I'm going to be calling from the booth and it's, um, I, I believe it's a bit of a crapshoot for this one. I think Noof, if we were going to Camloops we'd have a bit more of a, uh, yeah. a structured yeah. one, two, three, in our opinions. You could predict it a little bit better if we yeah. were in the yeah. for
1: round one.
0: Yeah.
2: yeah. Okay. Uh, before we move on from this group here, uh, maybe I'll ask Galdi this, Noof, because I think you're probably a little too close to it, but with the uh, Piccolo and McNabb switch, <clears throat> do you think, how much do you think that'll help Piccolo uh, getting in there with Dylan Wright? And then, you know, we were at GDR a couple of weeks ago there, and there's a lot of structure there and, He's really involved, and he's he's uh, kind of looked after, I guess. Uh, how much do you think that'll help Piccolo? And then conversely, how much uh, do you think that helped McNabb last year with all of his success? And how much will he miss that going into so, uh, this season? So,
3: um, I've actually brought this up in a couple of conversations uh, in the last maybe week or so. And I was at Lee last weekend, and I would MX One Hundred One is very similar structure to what GDR is. It's not it, it, the KTM team. Is treated like a factory team. Here's your contract. Here's the dates. This is when we're testing. Make sure you show up here and be ready. Where when you ride for GDR or say MX 101, it's more of a like a parental guidance thing where like they're checking in on you all the time. You live on the property or you're always around. You're always. It's it's a very close-knitted uh, program compared to the KTM side of the thing, and that is no fault of either side. It's mm. just the way that it is, where that KTM, it is literally the only factory team in Canada. Like the yeah. bikes come right. from their factory and they're they're treated like a factory race team where every other in-house. team it's all yeah, right? every other team is is based out of almost like a like a backdoor deal. Yes, MX one oh one gets bikes from Yamaha, but it's not the bosses at Yamaha dictating what happens, and it's not the bosses at Honda dictating what happens on the GDR. So it can go both ways in the sense of like, and you know what? I could compare this a little bit of my buddy Newf right now, his professional program, him and his dad were at each other constantly, right? They could never seem to maybe figure it out to make it work. And sometimes it worked where it, it was amazing. And sometimes it hindered, right? That close net um, passionate sort of effort between a, a father, son or a family type atmosphere can really be hands-on. And I believe last year, it worked well with McNabb. Um, this year with Piccolo, I, I don't know how it's going to work out. I feel like he's embraced it, but he's very um, by himself. He's very kind of in his own little world, and they have to welcome him in, and Dylan Wright's great at that. But like what I was saying about Noof is that when you get that closest thing, it becomes to a point of like where if you don't do something where you're supposed to do, like a father, you there's an easy disappointment sort of um a level of emotion going there yeah so it's not a i'm your boss and listen to me type of conversation it's like i'm your family hey it's okay you can do it next time or we'll figure it out where sometimes it should be like hey you're fucking garbage right now like let's go i'm your boss yeah. so i feel like I'm, I'm interested to see i think again with jake he's very he's structured he just knows how to ride a dirt bike fast and I don't feel like that will affect him very much where the McNabb side, it was, they're such a home-based family. They live in their motor home. It really worked um, on the GDR side of things. Like, I think it really was just like a perfect fit and everything made sense. Does that make a difference on the KTM side? I don't know. He's in a, he's in a state of mind right now. You know, he's got a chick. He likes hanging out with his girlfriend, and is he doing the same kind of work? And where Derek or Dylan were hands on, is Pettis and Benoit? Are they going to the gym together? I, you know what I mean. I'm not. I, we text each other back and forth, but I'm not asking those kind of questions. So, um, I mean, I think Ryder knows how to do the work, and I think he realizes what it takes to be a champion. But I, I truly do believe that on the Canadian side of racing, the family type atmosphere can be a way more positive one than the sort of corporate structured um, in-house team thing. It, and that's just from data. That has nothing to do with, like, yeah. who's doing it or voices. New, I'll throw it to you on that. I, that's no, how I feel.
1: The, you're, you're completely right, Galdi. Like, the programs are so much different between the two. Like, they're completely 100% different. And, and what I was going to say, and this is not a knock at GDR by any means, because I've been there for five years, but it takes time, like, Honestly, it's we run a different program over it. Look how long it took Dylan to come to his potential. You know what I mean? Like yeah. new truck, new chick, new team. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we go on record, trust me, Derek yeah. will never li- let us live it down that we were like Fire flip, em. Them. <laughs> flip them. This is not working, but I think that you see them, you you live with them, you, you spend the days with them fucking, you know, Derek puts him to work, he sees the work ethic out there, like, throwing fucking tires, grooming the track, running the loader, you know what I mean? Like... Um, I think, like, sorry, if The one thing I could say,
3: like, the Canadian racer mentality growing up, you're going to the track with mom and dad, you're going to the yeah. track, this and that, and then when you get into that sort of American type of thing, or like a KTM type of race-built program, it's like what you see in the States, where, say, like, Ryder D. Francesco, when he goes to the amateur races, it's not mom and dad's truck. Like he no. sleeps at mom and dad's truck, but during the day he's over at the rig or the under the big tent. And but when you're in the Canadian scene, born and bred from start to where they get to pro, it's nothing but family. The emotions, the 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 buys and ties that join them together and everything. And once that transfers into that pro side of it, I think that really is an attractive setting for the longevity of a career, um, in, in, in my opinion, looking at it like that. And, and uh, like you said, New, if you, just, you it takes a while, but once you figure it out yeah. and then you, you find that sort of inner, inner fit with each other, like, the uh, tools again, are, the, the tools GDR are program is spitting, spitting data out steady to, to make sense yeah. of it all. Well, the even, tools... even the MX-101 source, sorry, the even MX-101, yeah. same thing.
1: Yeah, it's the exact same. Yeah, MX-101 and GDR are very similar. Uh, the tools are provided, you have to figure out how to use the tools. When you go to KTM, which is factory, which is fucking awesome, they it's like, here's the bike, here's your mechanic, go do your job. You know what I mean? It's like there's not as much of the other stuff, which is, that's real life. Like, if you want to go to the next level, if you're on any team in the U.S. and this and that, like, it's very, KTM Canada factory team is very, structured like yeah. a u.s factory team which is what the goal is but it's just a it's just a different mentality like you said go like the family atmosphere is it's different
3: right? almost so. the perfect example is the racing situation yeah last year he was on the factory side of things and it just it just didn't make sense i don't believe that there's a lot of of interaction um other than just being at the track that day but you know say it's nine to five and at yeah. five 10, well, you're, you're hired to do a job. Yeah, you're exactly that and that that can kinda hinder, I believe, a Canadian type racer because like I said, we're born and bred with mom and dad and your family and grandma and grandpas and all that kind of shit. And, like, look at the Keistes. <laughs> the Keist family. Another great example. Kyle Keist is a fucking uh Canadian hero, passionate, heart driven. His worst years was when he was on a team outside of a of just a family base where there was 25 keys that they're sucking down Tim Hortons, cheering them on. You know what I mean? Like (laughs) a hundred percent, right? right? It's, it's just a weird scenario. And it, again, it's not knocking that KTM structure because if you get hired for that team, you should feel fucking privileged and ready to work. Yeah, Yeah. you're good. You should be privileged and ready to work and do it in there. There shouldn't be, you know, that that's almost the way that we want our professionals to be, but also, we throw in our little Canadian series and factor of it all. And then you got to find that happy medium. And, and uh, yet again, you look at the track record of some of the teams are talking about it. And it, sometimes it points a little bit better in that direction. And, um, you know, the Pettis, Benoit, McNabb, they're going to be amazing this year. Um, and uh, we're going to see, it's almost like the corporation versus the, the small guy, you know, it's like David yeah. and Goliath type scenario. Yeah. Love it.
2: Yeah. And if anybody wants to, they can go back and listen to our uh, interview that we did with Jess Pettis. Uh, in the off season, there, and I think he's a Don't good fit for that. Listen
1: to the Marco Canelo one, though. No, no, there's no. nothing,
2: not much you can glean <laughs> oh, from that.
1: Marco Polo, where is he? Oh, I miss Marco.
3: I miss him.
2: Uh, but he was really big on the uh, holding himself accountable. So I think he's kind of a good fit for that type of program where he's a professional and he takes it. I think in the 450, that probably works a little better. But I think for these 250 guys, it does help to have that. It's almost kind of like on atmosphere. the yeah,
3: exactly, Ken. Good point. Like the more experienced racer might fit in better under that sort of structure because they've they've learned it, they've gone through the ups and downs, and now they know what it takes to be. And then, you know, the the access to, say, parts and amazing bikes and and, um, structure and money and things like might be better over there. But it might take you four or five years to figure out, oh, by the way, I really like doing this, but I'm on my own over here. I better work my butt off to make sure it all works out. Yeah,
1: totally.
2: Okay, let's head into the next group here. So this is people who uh, will be kind of perennial podium threats and kind of have a chance to win a moto here and there, and maybe uh, an overall if everything goes right. Uh, so the list that we have jotted down here uh, starts with Benoit, then we have Ward, Racine, Amyot, uh, TJ Scott, Gaynor, Kerr, and Mitchell. Uh, Jairie, a Jairie Mitchell, Jair, Jairie Jairie Mitchell, big group. That is a big group. So, dude,
3: that's top twelve. There's twelve names right there. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Uh, right. That
2: is yeah.
3: Hey, hey noof, new. Should we? It's is, is uh, we didn't. I didn't add him on the list. Is Schofield in that group or the next one? No, he's in the next one. Yeah, no, I have him in the next one. My fault. Forget
1: it. Ignore me. I have him in the next one. Yeah. Got um. No, he's in the next one. Sorry, Ken. Sorry for interrupting you. Yeah.
2: yeah. No problem. So, Goldie, why don't you? I don't know, pick... Uh, well, actually, when, when we were texting back and forth, you kind of put emphasis on Benoit, Ward, and Racine as people who can win motos, but I was a little um, surprised by that because I think if Amiot continues on the trajectory he took from two years ago to last year, I think he can take that step into the uh, the moto winner kind of category. What do you think of that?
3: Uh, I could agree with that, but um, he hasn't shown it. Yeah. Yes, the trajectory and the... the the line right now is still going in that position, but he has not shown Moto winning speed yet, right? And yeah. where Racine has, Ward has, and Benoit definitely has. So, and again, this is just some sort of data, right? And a bit of visual as well. Racine would have won a Moto last year with that unfortunate incident yeah. at Saint-Denis. Um, But, I mean, with the Benoit thing, and I think Noof has actually uh, sort of put this in a perfect category after this two-stroke thing, yeah, I guess maybe f- uh, failed. Maybe that's not a great word, but failed. It doesn't look like it's going to work out. Now he's on the two-fifty F. Is it the same motivation? Is he? Does he still want to go after it? Or now is it like okay? Well, I fucking said I want to do it, so I just better do it. And yeah. but again, also he's a lot older now. He's got a kid. There's a bit different um, vibe and a different reason to go racing. Is that give him this nudge? And um, you know, he's riding with McNabb and Pettis. Like, that raw speed that the Piccolo and, and McNabb, Harrison, Notsky, that raw speed those guys have is fucking unreal. Is he willing to go that fast? And Or is it going to be one of those things where the cards work out and maybe they have a bad start and he gets a start? Because Benoit was an amazing starter. So, you know, I'm interested to see how that works out. And I, I think that round one is a a, um, a bit of a negative to him. At his well, at this stage in his career noob. I think Somebody
1: that... posted somebody posted something on Vital this week. There's a topic that's been going on for months now, Canadian silly season, and uh there's this guy that seems to have all the in, inside info. So even though Goldie we couldn't find the results from Challenge Quebec last weekend or whatever, but he went one two two uh to Pettis last weekend at the at the so he won the first moto, I right. guess, straight up. Wow. Uh, Pettis maybe got a bad start or something like that, but on the 250, and Pettis beat him by 10 seconds in the second moto, and then only beat him by four or five in the third moto. So if that's all <laughs> correct and the speed there, like yeah, that, I, then I mean, it's I, hard I mean, to compare like local races, right? No, like,
3: no, we no, know but still, like he, the, yeah. like but the local races don't forget are probably what eight laps. So sure. that means that those eight minutes, laps, yeah. they where we're going to Edmonton, where one could be 50 minutes. So yeah. this is where this is where I'm at with Benwell. I'm like. Is he going to be the older guy that is what he is right now and sort of just taking his time, or is he going to be the Benoit that won his championships where that raw yeah. speed, or even the years before that, knew? Remember, he was he was leading laps all the time prior to winning those titles. Right, he was always getting great starts and leading laps, and he would finish seconds or thirds or those kind of things. Like his
1: raw speed in that prime was unbelievable yeah i remember so, winning nanaimo one year and i was like wow yeah. that was a fucking surprise because he's not the hard pack guy 100 so he wins nanaimo round one i believe it was i think it was six, 15 or yeah i think it was 15 yeah um my my take on my i'll put this to bed right now my take on on benoit is one the the hype as far as the fan goes it, it's it's been gone because of the two-stroke thing like i want to I guess as a fan, not as a. Oh, if they have a true carb issue, it's like full bog dog. But yeah, yeah, I think he's going to be the quiet, sneaky guy. He's going to, we're going to look at uh, time qualifying, and he's going to be sixth. And he's going to get a decent start. He's going to be fourth (laughs) at the end of the moto because one of the our main four, and he's going to get a podium. I don't. I would, I don't see him winning motos. I'm sure in his mind, maybe he thinks differently, but he's going to be that quiet, sneaky uh, guy that you're not really paying attention. You're like, oh, fuck, there he is at the end of the moto. You know what I I mean? I think
3: that's a good take. I think it's a good
1: take. And again, with
3: round one being what it is, uh, you know, everybody's full piss and vinegar. I just, I feel like at, I again he's not that old. I don't even know if he's thirty yet. Like he's probably just no, around thirty. I think around. he's 30. Yeah. 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 I just the I feel 30. like that's crazy rawness that you're going to see, yeah. especially in Moto One of number yeah. of three, is going to be fucking unreal. And so for him to be fourth or fifth there, but then battle for
1: a podium in motos at Cam Loops. That's that's how I yeah. When it the yeah. when the going gets tough, the tough get going right, and that will yeah. be him. Yeah, that will be him, and he'll be good at Gopher because he's a grinder and. But we're seeing that. We're seeing this like around the globe. uh, Maybe not the globe, actually, because you
3: can't do it in in, uh, GPs, but you're Jeremy Martins. um, And and these older kind of guys sort of still being able to be small enough and, and raw enough in that kid's class, but like fuck, man, those kids are nuts. They're nuts, Noof, And you you see it, you have one of them under your tent last year, the last couple of years. The noise, and, 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 the and, and, noise, the revving,
1: the fucking It's almost annoying. He He'll be annoyed. Be like, He's like, oh, I can't yeah, listen. Yeah. I listen to my kid at,
0: at home. This, I listen,
1: <laughs> this is a bad example, but Goldie and I still race, and we still try to hang on to the pro-am or whatever we call it, but Sometimes it's fucking overwhelming when you get a decent start and you got these guys behind you, you're like, Oh fuck, like you feel like you're having a panic attack because <laughs> oh, you're like, shoving and it's just like, leave me alone, <laughs> man. On. Like you don't like you don't want to be part of it, you know? So it could um, be similar. Yeah,
3: hundred percent. Uh next one was Ward. I, I feel like he's he just needs to be top five. Top five, five six out of these first few. Get going. I, I honestly do not like this move to two fifty F. Um, I feel like he belongs in the four fifty, his racecraft his He proved of, it
1: last year that he belongs.
3: <laughs> his yeah, exactly. His racecraft, his skill set is not like raw fast twitch racer. I feel like he's more of even though he's young, I feel like he's more of a veteran esque type racer. Well, there was uh, a reason
1: he moved himself to well, there's a reason he went to four fifty, right? Like I mean, he well, tried, it was a paycheck. Well he tried the 250 for a while and i mean he dude don't get me wrong i mean he's a moto winner he's an overall winner like he's legit but i think yeah it's gonna be it's man it's gonna be i fucking love this class man i, I just keep going back to this like sorry for getting off track but this is gonna be awesome um go racine where do you see this kid
3: i just got to watch him he looked amazing again it was only Moth and locally but You know, I I feel like he's got not something to prove, but a little bit of that chip to prove there.
1: Yeah. And it's not like Kevin Tyler's putting pressure on him at all. No, and like last year, he was sneaky good at times. I mean, when the starts were there and. He finished, almost, he finished third. Know, in the he series. finished third in the series. I know. I said that. We were talking at the office this week, and, and Brad and I were going, and, was, and and I was like, dude, he finished fucking third in the series. Like, that's not – you don't just luck into that. I mean, that's – Are a, you listening to this, Ken? Because yeah. Noof says he works nonstop, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, working so hard watching yeah. YouTube and talking about races. Well, I was watching old races so I can get fucking my cut of this podcast, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, I I mean, I have a hard time. Like, I was literally, Galdi, when you called me there an hour before Ken got his life together um, to (laughs) to do this pod, I'm like, man, I'm like, I'm struggling to where to put these, where to put these, like, slot these guys in. Because I know everybody that's going to listen to this wants a prediction. Like, and then they want to go, fuck, you were way off. But I have a hard time, like, placing these guys. Like, the top four, I'm very confident. Like, I'm very confident that. If, if the gate drops, um, when when the gate drops in Edmonton, I can go, yeah, one, two, three, four. That's going to be our top four. But the rest of these guys, it's just such an unknown because, I mean, you watched Racine Ride. I mean, he got third in the series last year. He battled up front. He got podiums. He almost had 20 feet away from that moto win, uh, which was a well-deserved moto win um, in hindsight. It's just really tough. Like, it's going to be where these it's not even skill it's mindset when these guys come in like yeah everybody knows man we're all talking it's whether it's us whether it's mxp whether it's dmx whether it's steve mathis or anybody talking we're all putting the hype on the 250 class and that yeah. plays a huge mind fuck on guys big time. right big
3: yeah. time big time um Amiot, TJ Scott, Gaynor, Kerr, well, Jiree Mitchell. Fucking I'll throw him up in the air. I, I yeah, feel like amiot has got the edge. He should have the edge.
1: Yeah, but hold on. I got, I, a, just, I got a little take on Amiot here, and I love okay. the guy to death. Uh, uh, former teammate, uh, Bike Nation. Scully, were you there? Uh, I, <laughs> I think there's video proof I was,
3: but I wasn't there really. <laughs> My mindset wasn't there.
1: <laughs> yeah. Fuck, he rides a 450 good. Does he? Yes. Sorry, Quinn, and sorry, Manlock, but man, he rides a four fifty really well. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, well he's been riding it. Like that's where he, most of his time's been on yeah. the four fifty. Yeah. Cause they're 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 riding well, that's his practice bike, the four fifty. And man, he rides that bike really well because he's a tall, lanky, good style kid, right? And we'll get into that with kind of the Jeremy Mackay type of thing moving to the four fifty once we get there. But um man, Manlock's not uh, holding back any expense? I mean, you saw Quinn was out, yeah, in California doing testing, and yeah. but like you said, throw him in the air, man. Roll the dice. I don't. Know, I just. I again, yeah. Quinn is one of the nicest kids you'll ever meet.
3: He's literally, yeah. if you wanted to post a child for a Canadian, that's your guy. He's. Do you feel though that he's sure. taking it more serious this year, Galdi? I mean, yes. Just I know that he's down south training and everything like that, but I don't. I'm not seeing anything but again I we're going off Instagrams and maybe some text messages here and there no gate drops no gate drops this No it yeah. well, is so yeah, super cross well so yeah you practice gate drop like but the yeah. so I, I don't like that I don't I, I I don't like that um I I feel like he's he's going to be very similar to what he was last year I just and I and I want more and he needs more and I think we're going to see the same thing. If he gets a podium, it'll be amazing and it'll be a bit of a but, surprise. But, but if if he's 5th and 6th, then you're just like, yeah, okay. Okay, but
1: a 5th and 6th though, this year is better than a 5th and 6th last year though. So that uh, means I mean, he improved. That means he improved. Uh, yes and no. I mean, like what do we what names
3: what names are there other than the Natsuki after a couple rounds? Aren't there? What do you like
2: Well, Ben Juan Ward or Ben Juan Ward?
3: Okay, uh, but we lost we lost some too, probably right? Like, think of a we kind of have lost somebody. Did not we lose anybody? Am I forgetting somebody? I but know. like, I mean, okay, so add two in there. So maybe if if he's beaten those guys, then yes, oh, we lost Canella. Canella, okay, one. yeah, we lost Canella.
2: Mackay went up, yeah.
3: Mackay um, at the end of the year. So I, I just I I mean again, yes, we're we're fans, we're friends. We we spent time at uh, donations together, but I just this this class when I'm looking at the names his does not pop up in my mind of guys who are like two threes, fours consistently. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. just like, yeah. I could see him, you know, starting 12th and moving to eighth and things like that. Yeah, and that's a great ride. It that's a great ride, but, but that's just not good enough. It's not good yeah. enough in the, in the where he's
1: at. And like that. And, 450. Right. Move, four move fifty.
3: Yeah. It could be, it could be a bit of a wash on the, on the 450 side, but um I guess that time will tell. And then, um, Scott, TJ Scott Gaynor now filling in for Gibbs. So, for those that uh, don't follow Twitter, maybe just listen to the show, Gibbs is out at TLD Gas Gas SSR. Um, Unfortunately, things just couldn't get worked out. He is now going to be a privateer on a 450, um, getting support, side door support from the Walton Kawasaki team. And now Sam Gaynor is back and going to be riding 250. Um, Gainer's all heart and like that. He'll get some tens and some eights and stuff like that. But um But also some twelves and thirteens too, I think. Again, right? and then same with like Kerr. Is Kerr gonna take uh, that yeah. next step? Is he gonna do what like Amiot did last year where Kerr so, was the one the year before you know what
1: I mean? Like is he so I know Ken's gonna list us off at the end and we're gonna go championship, uh fucking disappointment, dark horse. Kerr's my dark horse for this year. I think I think he's going to be, honestly, and I I love everybody that we just talked about in this group, and no, I hope nobody's mad. Kerr's at the top of that group, in my mind. Above Benoit and Ward? At the end of the series, I think so. Okay. Okay. Yep. Hot take. Priority is, mechanical zone is, right yeah. there. I'm also looking for a KTM 350 for a couple rounds. So. <laughs> Peter, if you're listening, I need a KTM 350 for a few Just take donks. Yeah. <laughs> oh shit. But no, I think I think Kerr man. I think he he's he's on the. I mean, I, I I now that I just said that, I'm like fucking Tanner Ward, like he's legit. But I just think that uh, Kerr, he's he's young. He's a grinder. He had speed last year, man. He ran a lot of motos in around that fifth. Yeah, when we were like, "What yeah. the hell's going on here?" Like, he shouldn't have been in there. Um, I think you won't be surprised if he's like
3: nine ten at Edmonton. Yeah, but 100%. more more like four to six
1: at Kamloops. One hundred percent. Yeah, no, yeah. I would agree with that. I, I I've said this, I've said this ten times in the last two weeks. Whether it goes really good at Edmonton or really bad. In Edmonton, there's nothing to take away from so, that. yeah.
2: Yeah. Less, no take- unless
1: it's DNF, DNF, DNF.
2: Then oh, 100%, maybe, yeah. yeah,
1: or hurt or you're hurt yeah. or you, you broke a collarbone or something like that. Yeah. There's no takeaway from Edmonton in my mind for the we can basically fucking cut this podcast up and do a new one uh after Edmonton for our predictions for the series because I don't think that we're taking anything away from next weekend. Agree 100%. Um,
3: the last one in that sort of group, noof, was the Jairi Mitchell. And I'm like, is he gonna be there? Or is he not? I, I really have no who, idea. Who's he riding for? I have no fucking idea, no fucking clue. We got that <laughs> from Billy, coming, we though. got that from Billy, right? Oh, yeah, our, Billy pulled at, us that. Yeah, DMX yeah. Day. is he going? I have no idea. I don't even know who to talk to. Yeah, I have no idea. No, no idea. Call Bermuda. Call, well, actually, it's funny. Zeb Dennis and, and Ben Kong are down there right now. Um, <laughs> your neighbor. Yeah, that's um that kid has got that raw speed, he's got the skill set. Whether or not he's got a bike that can match the ones that we all these guys are talking about, he's not a dark horse but he's definitely a question mark right now.
1: Oh, a question mark, yeah.
3: For yeah. sure. Have, of what could be he could be 5th and he could be 15th. I, I really or don't know. Or he could know. not show up. Either. Or he could not yeah. even show up. So <laughs> um can the rest of them, I don't even know if you know everybody's first name, I can rumble them off, but the rest of them – okay, so like I said, guys, we just rambled off 12 names. Yeah. So let's – if they say that all those guys went 1 to 12, we have – I have another list of 12 names of, like, people and ra- kids that are racing. That have scored We points. all know that have scored points, had some moto that's pretty good, Get made us go, holy shit, that was awesome. Like – Give me the list right now. All right. Marcus Ducey, Tyler sure. Yates, um, Blake Davies. Uh, is it Clayton Schmuckey, right? Clayton's the first name? Clayton
1: Schmuckey. Yeah. Clayton
3: Schmuckey. Dylan Rempel. Uh, uh, yeah. Taryn Gerber. Brendan okay. Schofield. That might be one of a, a new one. Devin Smith. Austin yes. Jones. Zach Ufamzeff. Bryce Wadge. And Hunter Slosher. I don't
1: know if that one's for sure, although he was at Popcom a couple of weeks ago. No, so Hunter Slosher's just, like, training out at Popcom right now, and I chirped him on his Instagram and said, are you Come, like I drove by and he's riding at Popkin when I was going to Camloops for the our last Future West race. I'm like, hey man, you coming to Camloops this weekend? He didn't reply. So didn't even answer you. No. Didn't answer, uh, but he's he uh, according to my uh basement tenant, uh Chris Svenson, he is racing uh the full series. Two fifty? Yeah. Okay. So wow. I, I again I caught with this. Fan. It's got a box and it's sweet that's 24 <laughs> names guys yes. well and and what's crazy though is uh, those names that you just mentioned when you get into the yump and zephs and the yates and the Deuces, hey, are we doing ripple unjustice and, by not putting him in that next group the, uh, the group
3: of us well,
2: close It's I definitely guess close. Like, he had some good rides last year like
1: i yeah. guess that's like weeds not putting sexton into to yeah. the to the one there that was... Like, I think that might be a little bit different, but... <laughs> a little bit different, but... No, I... Yeah, I, I like, forgot about Dylan Remple. and I'll be honest with you, I, I don't have ill will against the kid or anything like that, but he has been fucking quiet, guys. Yeah. I have yeah. good source that there were
3: some motos done last weekend, and it was not not good with a lot of pros on the property where Dylan was not looking great. Yeah, uh, but again, this was other team type Like, he was going to
1: get hurt. Hey, Tyler Yates. Yeah, I, remember well, he was are, like, "What I was just going to say." These are guys that scored top tens last year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like Yates was legit, but you know what's weird about Yates, and I don't know if he's hurt. He wasn't at Camloops last. <laughs> yeah, year. you Camlips said that. Last, yeah, yeah, we said that last week. Like that was weird. Deucey uh, made a bike switch right late in the year here, and Deucey doesn't look great right now. And I like the kid and. Uh, he doesn't look awesome right now, and he's been kind of quiet. He did the bike switch and and blah blah blah. But I know he's been grinding those all those boys. So I didn't know this. We did that pod on Monday. Uh, all those guys, anybody that was a pro, stayed on Monday at Camloops and I saw that, yeah, and oh, rode, which was awesome. Uh, Eels kind of Parker Eels kind of led the yeah led the fucking pack to hey let's stay here and let's ride and let's do thirties right, which is awesome. Yeah, um, that like, is cool. Play. Uh, Devin Smith, uh, I'll give a little update on Devin. So Devin was at club, right? Yeah. Um, he was sick be- or something or he's sick. Yeah. He's got, uh, he's got, a, I, I won't get into the details, but, uh, he's got something pretty weird going on. Um, oh, and it's, I'll a, see. it's a bummer, but he's going to be, he's going to be fine. They're treating it, but, uh, he's going to be basically off the bike. Well, he'll be at. He's coming to Edmonton. He told me, I was texting with him yesterday. He's like, yeah, I'm fucking going to Edmonton regardless of the condition I'm in because he wants to do it because he put in the, you know, he's putting in lot yeah. of work. Yeah. Um, But real, like, one of those weirdo. Fucking, yeah, okay. Well, let's hope for the best yeah. on that then. Wow.
3: Yeah, so, I read that on his Facebook or something. Like that. Yeah, I, saw that. I was yeah, like, oh, it's like shit. something
1: something that you would just never even believe. So he doesn't have um, he's got the gout like Noof. He's, he's got, got the gout, gout like <laughs> <laughs> you no know, the too much red wine and red meat. <laughs> yeah, well the gout's easier to treat, but yeah. So yeah, and you know, and Devin was a Devin was a a shining star at Camloops last year. Like came out of kind of nowhere as an intermediate and. And was a you know a yeah eleventh in a moto I think or a twelfth or something like that but fuck man like okay. it's gonna be tough this year
3: okay newf without the champion side of things the first group you got to pick one Benoit Ward Racine Amiot T J Scott Gaynor, Kerr Jiri Mitchell well I'm picking one of them you just gotta like who's gonna be the guy at Edmonton that stacks up on that group
1: oh in Edmonton well if I'm gonna pick Edmonton I'm going uh... oh my god. This is like we're playing Russian roulette right now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, give me, if he shows up, give me Jairi Mitchell, if he shows up. Ooh, okay,
3: I'm going Benoit. Uh, the, the other group that we had, Ducey, Yates, Davies, Schmucke, Rempel, Gerber, Schofield, Smith, Jones, Ufamzef, Wage, and Slosher. Davies. I was going to say the same thing, Davies. Ken? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I would say in that first group, uh, probably Benoit. And when it comes to the rest, I honestly don't know enough about those guys to, to make you it. You
3: fucking better learn, job
1: <laughs> now.
2: Well, we've been talking over the last two weeks. You guys have been talking about Colton Schmucky flying at the test track, right? So let's go well, with that. I,
1: but I gave that report last week, though, Yeah. And maybe you weren't listening to me. It didn't go very
2: well. Oh, good. it didn't go well. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still going to stick with it. Let's, let's roll it right, out. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. So that's kind of everything for the 250 class. Goldie, is now a good time to do the uh, mid show uh, sponsor reads?
3: Yeah, Ken, it's a good time now to talk about the halftime show, and it is presented by a bunch of good people that support us. Uh, just jumping on board, Renegade and Hall Racing Fuel. Races that win, pour it in. Hall Racing Fuel, passionate about racing with the roots to prove it. Um, Blake Hall over there is a big supporter of, of what myself, uh, Galdi, and the other Ryan on the line, Noof. See how that went Galdi first and then Newf second. That's what it's supposed (laughs) to be. Uh, Uh, Newf is big up on the SX Mini. Pull it in and you will win. That's uh, what happens over there. Uh, Big uh, thanks to to, um, uh, Renegade and Hall Race Field jumping on board. Uh, AmmoRacing.com. That's my company here in Ontario. Um, Promotion, stuff like that. We're heading to Walton Raceway this coming weekend. Should be pretty fun and Then I drive down to Edmonton to, or to Edmonton, drive down to Sarnia, sorry, to do the race call at Edmonton. That'd be a long way to Edmonton if I could make that. Um, And then, of course, um, uh, Guts Racing. Guts Racing, Pulp 23 of the Code to Save. Great seats, vintage stuff, lightweight, phantom foam. Work with many of the racers and the teams. GutsRacing.com. And then, of course, our boy, Noof over there at Matrix Concepts Canada. Noof, I know you got lots of good things going on. And you're sending me a bunch of cool things for my golf (laughs) tournament,
1: right? I'm looking at that email every day and I'm just like, ah, fuck Hey, you, you answered just that. You, you answered us. You us. I fucking sell product, bro. That's what <laughs> I fucking do, I sell product. That's what Matrix I do. Matrix Concepts Canada, uh, they employ some of the best employees in Canada, including myself, Ryan the New Clock <laughs> <laughs> Art. Nobody else. Uh, no, there's nobody else that works there. <laughs> no, I know. This is a small group. <laughs> okay, tell me, Goldie, when I read this off. Rental, Works Connection, Mobius knee braces, strider bikes. What do those all have in common? Uh, They pay you way too much to sell it. No. They're brand leaders. Uh, They're brand uh... leaders in their categories, guys. That's what we do. I thought this was a pat on the back for Noof. No, (laughs) no, no. no, It has nothing to do with me. They're brand leaders. That's true. about those lines, right? That's what we that was one thing that Brad McLean always said. We don't want to take on secondary brands because we're brand leaders in our category. It's stuff that we would use as racers, Goldie. You're right. always hitting me up for fucking free products for your motorcycle. You've given me an elite perch. <laughs> okay.
3: It Although, is. hey, I will. My buddy Noof this year really went out to bat for me for the 100% goggles. I love them. The Armegas went over and above what I
1: asked. I do feel like a pro. Hey, you better world. win a plus 40 title this year, man. As long as I can cut the track, I've been making it. <laughs> as I'm getting roosted in your stupid plus 25 class.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Big thanks to those guys. Thank you so much, guys. Uh, really appreciate it for, for jumping on board and supporting the, uh, the antics that myself and Noof create and, and allowing our, our mom-dad combo Ken-Ken looking after us. The parents. Uh,
2: we'll Boring. do the same. <laughs> we'll do yeah, pretty much. Yeah. We'll do the same sort Sorry. of structure with uh start off with the championship. Uh when you're coming off a season when a guy went undefeated, it's pretty hard to really take that seriously. But it is motocross and you gotta line up and you gotta do the races and, and things can happen. So uh obviously Dylan Wright's at the top of the list and then T Deggs, he was uh undisputedly the number two guy last year. Uh Moff had some good rides. He did get that injury uh at Camloop, so who knows what that what that uh, set him back? And then uh, the last guy was Pettis, and I think he went out at drum heller, right, when he uh, hurt his elbow. Mm-hmm. So, um, Newf, let's start with you. We've been starting with Galdi the last few times. So, what do you think those four guys? What can you say about them?
1: I mean, obviously, that's kind of that is going to be our main group. Uh, the two, the four fifties are a, a much smaller group than what we just get into with what you say, Goldie twenty four guys or 22 guys or whatever yeah i have, I have
3: nine i have 15 names in this category so
1: yeah, yeah. 15 so um I and mean that's being friendly that's being yeah. friendly yeah yeah of course i mean i think i think that the thing that we're all high on is like no disrespect to t eggs or moth but i think we're all kind of waiting to see what jess pettis shows up at edmonton right like Last year wasn't a fair judge. He came into Kamloops hurt, and he did do, like, he did ride decent. Like, it wasn't mm-hmm. it wasn't like, oh, my God, like, what's going on? But then he got hurt at round two, um, and then we, we haven't seen him since. Like, literally, we, well, I guess we saw him a couple gate drops uh, in Germany, which didn't go well. No, but and Calgary Arena Cross. Calgary Arena Cross, which was we up and hard, down too. Which we were harsh on as well. Um, and then I guess he did a race in in Quebec last weekend so I think that's the the big question mark that everybody's wondering I mean obviously we think that he is the biggest challenge um I think you guys would have a hard time arguing with me on that that he is the biggest challenge to Dylan coming into to 2023 but then uh it's hard to even go like of course, a perfect season is is just unbelievable, and it, regardless of what the competition is, to be able to get all those gate drops and stay out of injury and and stuff like that is uh, is near to impossible. But Dylan did it last year, and he's coming in healthier this year. But at the same time, that could mean that he's a little more crazy because he is healthy. So we gotta we gotta, we gotta, we gotta watch right, for yeah. for Dylan the Twister. I mean, he him and. Him and Piccolo, we're going back to the GDR thing. They're kind of similar in a sense that they just love to twist those twist the throttle. In that sense, and you got to calm them down a bit. But T-Dags is going to be T-Dags, man. He's he's the uh, he's the faster version of Kyle Chisholm. Uh, T-Dags is going to T-Dags, and Chisholm is going to chiz, But he's, I think he'll be in there. I think he's going to be a podium guy every every week. I, I don't really see him being off. He's he's fit. The bikes are good. Is he going to win motos? I don't. I don't see it unless something crazy happens. But um, that's my take on those four. So
3: Madag's contract year is also thirty-five this year, Niv?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Moff one hundred percent retiring at the end of this year.
1: Yeah. Oh, I forgot about Moff. I didn't talk about him, but yeah, he'll be. N- yeah. Well,
3: we can. We're going to continue here, but Pettis' contract year as well. So Dylan Wright just signed a three-year deal, so he's comfortable. Do the other three, like, is Madags like, I need to fight to get a ride next year. Like, I mean, is he no. even give a shit? Like, he's going to ride probably no matter what, right? Moff is fucking sending it to send it to, sort of thing to end the career just on send a send it off,
1: yeah. yeah. And, and then
3: Pettis obviously is shouldn't be going anywhere, maybe not team-wise, but he wants to be back racing next year, and I would say for at least another – Three to four years, maybe more. Like, uh, what's Dylan? Twenty six. Pettis is twenty five, I think. Yeah. So you, you got to think that their, you know, their careers are not. Well, like I said, uh, Dylan right to sign a three year contract. Pettis is on a contract year. So does that give them
1: motivation? Does that well, make a difference? Like, where do they- I think? I think for Pettis, even like let's just say that's a good point, Colby, that they're in these contract years. Um I think for Pettis, even if he doesn't win one moto this year, as long as he finishes the whole series and he's top three, he's back at KTM next year. Like, because they believe in the product, right? They know yeah. that he has the skill, um, but he needs a fucking year of literally every gate drop. He needs yes. to be there the yeah. last round. I could see if it,
3: if that scenario you just laid out, I could see him going back to MX 101 to take Moss run. The family atmosphere, the friendship that had, the first championship he ever won. I could just see something like that uh, making sense and working out. Uh, this is again, this is just my opinion. I have zero data or or rumor or anything. I could see something like that moving moving into the twenty twenty four season. Sure. I'm throwing that out there right now. Yeah,
1: I'm
3: throwing that, that
1: out that there. Down. Okay.
3: Write that down. Well, it's okay. recorded, new, so we're good. <laughs> uh, <laughs> timestamp, timestamp, timestamp. Um, but I, my my biggest one out of that top four I, is is Moth. Now, can Moth win? I, I don't know. Like he's obviously skill set, and I've said it many times. I've even said it on television. Moff was like when he first turned pro, he was still like a junior, but he was so fast in or in Saskatchewan um, that he got you know bumped through the system. But the amount of work and effort and time and focus he's put in, it is one of the most impressive storylines in Canadian motocross history. To where he's be- where he's at right winning a title uh, podium winning outdoor nationals all these kinds of things it's pretty remarkable now does that equate to knocking the, the the status that Dylan Wright carries man I just it's really hard to put that on there but with this being the last year uh, the personal life uh, is a little different from off I really think that he doesn't have a lot of give a fuck he has an afterlife career. He's got a good business sense going. Like, maybe this year. You think and I he said sends this, it? Like you I think said this on the last that? show. I said this on the last show. Remember I said, I, yeah, I talked I to him face did. days. I said, you need to find something inside of you that is dumber than you need to be. He's like, I've got it. I've found it. Well, wow. So, I I don't know if, you know, again, this is all hype and, and talk, and everybody loves that sort of underdog story. I would say out of the, these four names, Moth is that underdog. Yeah. Um and with all the data and 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 uh, factors that we're talking about, I just I see something there. I just yeah. the new bike, he feels real good on it. I just I see something there this year with Moff and uh, I. New I'm bike, really,
1: new bike, no chick, same van. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I mean. I don't know. I, I, uh, I again, everybody loves I that. Only, at all. I think I think obviously, like you're you're a technical racer, like you love the racecraft on the bike and stuff. I think it would be hard to argue that Moth is not like you said when he first turned pro. I mean, he kind of got thrown into the wolves. He's not a super talented guy, but he's got like he has turned into one of the most technical racers like he's that Chris Kiefer type mentality right they're the same kind of guys they love the bike setup they and that's what little- he needs to shut off a little bit well I know year. he does I right? learned that from Bobby fucking Canary when they were yeah when they were teammates but the difference was w- between Bobby and and Sean that Bobby was the right kind of dumb and he just fucking send it right yeah, Where yeah Moff exactly has never done that like I've never seen Moff ride out of his comfort zone ever no no ever um, and when you talk to Sean, that's his mentality. He he's he's a calm, cool, collective guy can have a civil conversation with you. He's not the guy that gets out there and the gate drops and he just mental takes over, right? Like, and he's to drink a bunch of Fireball before getting on a pit bike. <laughs> well, that, that could happen too. That, yeah, that, but then, <laughs> but I like I like where you're going with this. You think you think Goldie that you could see him being next to the next guy to Dylan. So. When I'm looking at it from the outside in
3: he has a, 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 the availability and a career after racing right like there's nothing there that's sort of scary going what am I going to do how can I figure this out kind of thing right um, this is he has already said this is his last year so why not put everything in the fucking bowl and go for it he really likes the new bike yeah. he everything is just kind of pointing into he likes a,
1: the team obviously like, yeah
3: everything team. is pointing in the direction of like you know what Fuck, fucking send it. Larry Enticer, fucking send it, and, and go for broke, whether that puts him to the ground because he rides over his head or something. But I, I really think we're going to see a warrior-type mentality for Moff where he has just sort of shut off the, the smarts that he has. And like you just said, and that, the Kiefer-type thing. And I remember I said this when we went to World Vets, the Kiefer, about Mike Brown. I'm like, you're too smart. You do not know how to be dumb when yeah. you're racing. And vet, you're yeah. too old and smart now. He needs to be a little bit dumb and shut off the vet side of him to close this door in because the bike, the skill set, the speed, he has it. He needs to be all of just kind of like, oh, fuck, that rut doesn't look right. Fuck it, leave the gas on kind of yeah. thing. You know, what? Not just like back out of it and, and maybe lose a position type thing. And that's going to be hard to do. Like any racer is going to have a hard time shutting that off. But all factors are right now showing it. Throw it in. Go for it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's, uh, it's, 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 this is the, the end all for them to put the, the stamp on the Moff and buyer career, which his legacy is amazing. He's yeah. done a great job. He should be put in our Canadian, uh, motocross hall of fame type scenario. He's done amazing things. He's a champion. If you're going out on the fucking thing, send it with everything you got this year, Moff. Um, I'm a fan.
1: I'm, I believe in it. Ken's, Ken's smile and ear. Yes. Absolutely. A oh yeah. yeah. Spot for As he's looking at a snowstorm at his window. <laughs> no. Yeah. No,
2: it's
1: pretty
3: <laughs> <nice>. <laughs> but yeah, that's it. And um, okay. uh, the Madag's one, I honestly think it, like, does it, does he care? Is there a care? He just
1: rides dirt bikes.
3: I so love your the championship
1: guy. pick. That's usually your championship pick is T-Dags.
3: Uh, no, no, I no, I'm saving that <laughs> for the end. But I don't think I can pick T-Dags as my champion this year. I just, I honestly think now it's, it's getting he's 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 too old to be a champion. Yes. It's just like it's just the cards aren't in his way. And like, oh, he's still so fucking awesome though. You know no, but that's what I mean. Like, what I mean. A like, a like you're just favorite. like you just favorite. you can't not cheer for him. But to to say that he's going to win a championship, I just I can't do it. I love oh, him. I the
1: Galdi, I'll cheer for him all year, but if he doesn't show up to Walton to grab his plus twenty five fucking championship oh. thing, I'm gonna lose my mind. <laughs> fucking jerk. Sorry. And and ride a, ride the wrong bike. <laughs> We're testing. We're testing. Whatever, no, Alex. No, whatever. Don't Alex. Test in the class that I just spent fucking seven thousand dollars to get to. Ah <laughs> <laughs> uh, shit. Anyways,
3: all right. On. There that we go. Yeah. Next next group. And with uh, well, the Pedest too. I mean. Like you said, Newf, he just he has to show and go. Like just get it done. Beat two oh, he has three to, he every has moto. To show and ride and finish all the races. And he needs to be if he, if he can't be Dylan's speed on that day. If Dylan make a mistake, he's got to be the guy to clean it up.
1: Yeah, one
2: hundred percent. Yeah,
1: he is the next guy. He is. But don't don't try to match the speed and then eat shit and then see yes. you next year. See you yes. next year. You know what I mean? Like yeah
2: yeah. Okay, next group, Galdi, When you sent this over, you uh, emphasized this with. Um, Podium potential, but you also put the word very small in front of it. So very small podium potential. Uh, so you, the the list of names is uh, Bennick, Mackay, Elmore, Meston, Eels. And I noticed when I was going through it that we don't have Tyler Gibbs on here. So I'm wondering if he fits into this group or the next group. but. I would say this group probably, right? Yeah,
3: I would Yeah, no, I would agree. Gibbs is in this group now that what's he's going to be What's that, a local forfeit. BC race that you just sent over there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's exactly. That's yeah. the uh, main event at uh, Ammo Rinacross coming <laughs> from. <fall>. Ammo <laughs> <laughs> Um
1: But yeah, Gibbs, Gibbs belongs in that group, Nuf. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, that's going to be a good bet, like uh, kind of similar scenario to Paula yesterday, a privateer's dream. What's going on right now, right? Like, these guys can be these guys can be six through ten every moto and and that's legit i mean it's not it's not i mean you've got to be there to to get it there's no question um, it's not handed to you I think the Bennett thing is going to be interesting for me on a four fifty um, he did struggle last year with some things like remember he got heat stroke or, or like he didn't ride the second moto at manitoba i i just wonder I, I i guess where i'm going with this i question julian's fitness a little bit like he's yeah. not he's not the kid anymore like you know what i mean he's he's getting older every year that goes by um and Goldie, you could probably say the same as me remember when you were 14 and you could do yeah 25 minute motos all and it day just long switched, and remember tired? it just switched like literally uh, yeah. in a day like it yeah. like you, you you woke up one morning and it was like, Holy fuck, I'm tired. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um and that's what happened to me in two thousand from ninety nine. I could just fucking energizer bunny in ninety nine and then two thousand was like, Oh my god, I'm so out of shape. But I question his fitness a little bit and he, dude, he's had so many fucking injuries. Like it's been the list like it just keeps going on and on, right? Um, his uh his uh doctor chart would look like fucking the yeah. Same one from uh Roadhouse Patrick Swayze, same as like, his dad, but but I love his heart, and there's no question that his skill. But again, he's six foot something, and it is the right move for him to go to 450. You know, the wild thing too with
3: when you t- I feel like when you talk about Benick, it's almost talking veteran. Is he even 20? No, not
1: even close. That's what no. I mean. Like, he's no, he's like
3: no, I think he's been 17. almost I think he's 17. The BC narrative, Noof, and you can attest to this, Clats, Fasiades, Darcy Lange. Cow beaten. These names that have carried through history—they were all pro
1: at like fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah, and we've years also old. we've also been hear about, hearing about them for years because for years, arena cross, uh, cross series, exactly they're racing, right. They're racing year around, right? It's so, like
3: that. It's like that American mentality that you, yeah. you've heard from so many years, and then you turn pro, and you're like, "Why is this not working out? How is it not happening?" Yeah, well, and, then yeah. They're,
1: they're fucking fourteen years old. They're, yeah, yeah, nothing's working out when you're fourteen, right? He's only seventeen. I think so. I don't even know if he fucking drives to be honest with you. I, I don't even know. I he he's Well I wouldn't be surprised at it
3: with these fucking kids nowadays. They don't want to get their license.
1: That's too much work. <laughs> yeah. Right. But. but anyways, no, I I got high hopes on, on Julian. I think uh I think that's a, a good move for him to go to the four fifty. That's really all I can say. I don't like whether he gets ninth or sixth that wouldn't surprise me. I feel like you guys are be on the same train as that. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I just love the Parker Eels story, and I know he's a BC boy, <clears throat> and he's my buddy, but guy fucking works in nine-to-five. Not even in nine-to-five. He works construction. Sometimes it's 6 to 10 or 6 to fucking 6.30 at night, right? Like, he grinds it out. I asked him, I saw him last weekend in, in Kamloops. I said, what's your schedule? Maybe we're on some flights. He's like, nope, I fly in Friday nights, like, he takes red eyes on Friday nights and flies out Sunday nights back to work on Monday, right? Who's so, taking his bikes and stuff, then, for, like, East Coast and show? Oh, fuck, he told... Uh, priority guys are taking it, I think. Oh, nice. okay, Coast. cool. Yeah, pretty so cool. I think he'll drive to the... Obviously, he'll drive to the West Coast mounds, right? So, um, But I'm pretty sure he told me the priority guys are taking them. Oh, like uh, it. cool. But I love that story. Like, dude, he has the full career. He probably makes fucking 70 grand a year working construction or 80 grand a year. He doesn't need to do this. Spends 30 going (laughs) racing. But you also got to remember, Parker's under 25. He's young. Yeah. He's young. It's just like he's been around for a while. You know what I mean? Unbelievable Uh, hair.
3: Unbelievable hair like model uh, model material yeah. model ma- way do you see him Ken you're just
2: you're fucking melt I've have seen him yeah I've met him
3: Yeah well just take it easy when you talk to him okay just
1: <laughs> oh, control,
3: control ma- yourself.
1: buyer so Ken
3: will yeah, yeah from
1: one extreme to the next
2: Yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah Ken can see his reflection in Mothman buyer's head Yeah fucking shrek to the fucking the night that's in the Shrek movie <laughs> Jesus um uh, who else uh, was I, in there? Yeah, but, Let me touch on a couple more. Uh, who else was in there? Give me a couple more. Almore, Mackay, and Meston. Yeah. yeah, well, Meston. I, 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 I mean, uh, it's, is, he, is he racing? I don't, know. I don't, know. I don't know. He'll show up and get some fucking things. What, what is Billy from direct, Call it Crossroads? They don't know what they're fucking doing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I like Almore. Almore well, in this yeah. group. No, of course. You know, I think Almore is yeah. the top of this group. A hundred percent. Yeah. A hundred percent. I think hands down. And I think this, I think this move to SSR, you know, um, Steve Sims is a grinder, you know, he works hard for what he's got. Elmore's the same fucking way. You know yeah. what I mean? I, you know, there was a little bit of confusion going on with the back in the day when Elmore got the clippy clippy from, from uh, Al Dick's team. Al Dick. like, fuck that. I, I don't know. Like Elmore's a good kid, man. Yeah. Um, Hard to get a few words out of. He doesn't talk a lot, but he's good and he's riding good. Why he wasn't in Kamloops last weekend, I don't know. Daniel, if you're listening to this, I'm fucking pissed. You should have been in Kamloops. Did some gate drops, but he does live. He does live like almost on the fucking Alaska border. That's how far north he is. Oh, really? I get it. It's way up there. Yeah,
3: Uh, and then Mackay. Oh yeah. So Walton seven Kawasaki what, on the six 450, two, 182 pounds. Six two hundred and eighty two pounds. Uh blue eyes, uh, has a little bit of facial hair, hit puberty when he was twelve, uh, started driving when he was fourteen, got his first girlfriend at thirteen, um, loves spaghetti for his favorite meal. No, I just kidding, about <laughs> the other the other bio things. But um I so of course uh seeing um, team owner Rantley, at the test track. Flying at the test track. I've heard that from numerous people, actually. No, I have too, yeah. yeah. And uh, But racing is always a different story. Like the kid, oh, I'm a little, I am a little bitter about the race this weekend, and I'll be sharing that on a face-to-face when I see him, uh, about my race being canceled and some, some things there. But, um, I, I mean, him or Elmore, throw it in the air, I guess, to me. I, but I just give it more to Elmore from experience riding a 450 longer motos. But I feel like Mackay could be a very close top five to that top yeah. four this coming weekend in Edmonton with the way the track and the 15-minute motors.
1: Makai surprised me last year. There was those, especially when he got on the on the factory KTM, like, you know, in practice he wasn't the guy that you noticed or anything like that. He didn't set the fastest, like, fast lap times and this and that. And then he got the start. He can hang the pace. I think it's yeah. so mental with him, Galdi. Yeah. Like, oh, so... I agree. Like, 100, it's not skill, it's not talent, it's not, like, fucking throw that all out the window. It's what Jeremy McCut. if the stars are aligned, he could be better than the Moth, like, speed-wise and stuff. Like he 100%. Could be he guys. could
3: be carrying the flag yeah. for Canada yeah. when the McDags and Moths maybe start, you know, dispersing from, from racing our series. He could be yeah. the next guy. I think McKay so Elmore. Mental. Yeah. yeah, but I agree hundred percent. you you nailed that on the head right there and we'll see we'll see come Edmonton this round. And um he gets good starts, which I think could be beneficial uh for him. If he can hold that like pace for say that first ten minutes, then you know he might be able to just kind of stay there. Um uh but uh, yeah, that number five position is up for grabs and all and those names. With,
1: withstand the, the sun in your eyes at five PM in Edmonton. Nah, it'll be covered in smog or smoke or whatever's <laughs> well, going on. Well, he's 100% there. Uh, Matrix concept athlete. Oh, there you That's go. The right mm-hmm. lens for him. Yeah, you better. Yeah, hook him up there. Hook him up. And if it's if it's wrong, it'll be my fault.
2: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, so we did touch a little bit on Gibbs, but where do you see him fitting in in that group? Either one. Um, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah.
3: I mean, okay. So just to slowly catch it up, he's on a new bike. I think there's a bit of a spite reason for it all, like why not just you know he's he's been struggling in this in the, uh, in training, been struggling. He struggled at my Gopher Dunes race just a few like a month ago. Yeah, we talked. about um, that. It wasn't going good. The team parted ways. You know, yes, let's get a bike and just go to round one and swing it. I know he's trying to like get the bike from California. It's going to be Bogle's 450, from what I gather. Um, I just. I, it could probably go really well at round one because of the nature yeah. of how it's getting there. Yeah. As far as a series goes, I don't see it lasting or working out, in my opinion.
1: But It's never lasted. It's yeah, never right. lasted. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's okay. Yes. And let let me give my two cents on this. So I think the backing up, I mean, we, we've said that there's two sides to every story and, and, and blah, blah, blah. But... You know, I've known Tyler for fucking years. I've known the family and and this and that. And, and trust me, they've never, they they've not always made the right decision. And they bounced around here and there. But what I will say is, Tyler's a homebody. I was talking to him last week. He called me up out of the blue, told me what happened in a, in a sense on the phone. And like I said, I take it with a grain of salt because it is what it is. And and I I understand there's two sides to every story. But what I will say is, I watched. I saw on Instagram this week, Tyler is happy to be back here in BC with his brother. They're out there at Popcom, they're taking fucking whip videos and jumping weirdo fucking jumps and shit like that. Like I feel like this whole thing could have been uh fixed by just like come home. Like Tyler, you don't need to be at club for six months and you don't need to do this and do that. And like but hey, it is what it is. It is a job at the end of the day. Um, I think you see him come out in Edmonton fucking guns ablazing, because of the spike Galdi. Like I agree with yeah. you on that, there's no question he has speed. Look at Kamloops last year, man. He was legit. Like yeah. he was in there and then it slowly faded off because I think that's his mentality. I think that he is a short term, uh, short terms of probably the wrong word, but he gets really excited when he's excited. He rides well. um, I don't think it he, that he's found that that you got to grind it dig deep, you know what I mean? He's not that kind of guy. He's really good at supercross, really good at arena cross which we've seen. Um but I think in this 450 class I mean it wouldn't surprise me if he's fifth or sixth at the first round. But when it gets to loops, 35 minute motos, I mean I know he's in shape, he's been riding tons. Um do we see him in 9th or 10th you know what i mean it's so going to be his of night is leaving his home <laughs> i think so yeah. no i know i i i don't know how to really explain it he lo- like he loves being at home i think he's i think he's a homebody
2: yeah yeah
1: that's just my opinion and i they they'll probably listen to this and argue with me on it but i think that is it he likes riding with his brother he likes having fun with his brother um and there's I nothing think- wrong with that whatsoever but if you but want to be a professional, I said, if you I'm want not. to be a
3: professional, you need to be able to break out of that comfort to get to the next level. That's that's how you become a professional at a job. Like you, you need to be able to do it outside of that comfort zone that you've been uh, accustomed to your whole life. That's just a part of it.
1: Well, no, and that's yeah. why I said. I mean, you're a professional yeah. athlete. You need to make these sacrifices, right? And yeah. I think that uh, that is what it is. Yep. Yep.
2: Okay, Galdi, why don't you uh, run us through this uh, list of the rest of the people in the 450 class that we can um,
1: look at? Yeah,
3: so McKee there out of out of Saskatchewan. Uh, Ryan Derry, Max Philippeck will not be going out west, I don't believe. Uh, Gadak, T. Parrott, still injured. And Troots. what's the first name of him again, Nuf? Andy. Andy Trutz. Uh He's coming up with Avery Berry, uh, boyfriend of Avery Berry. They'd be riding for the man I mean, those guys just, you know, throw him in a hat. I, I think... Uh, McKee actually did turn some heads a little bit more on the arena cross side of things. Um, and, uh, when he was in Calgary, I think it was right. We were talking about him a little bit. He had some good motos. So we'll see if, if he's a part of it. Um, uh, Ryan Derry on sort of a privateer, uh, KTM sort of thing this year. Oh, he's year.
1: back on KTM this year?
3: He's back, yeah. He went from Honda to KTM this year, riding right. for Hudson Motorcycles. Um, Gadak, don't know anything what he's doing, everything. Oh, I don't know. Is he doing the full series? I have I no fucking that. idea. He's one of your guys. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't one know. One of your guys. T Parrots be- hurt, hopefully, to get ready for the East. Um, so Andy Truts would be the lone sort of 450 guy at Man Luck. So, I mean, for any one of those names, if they can get around that eight to 12, 10 to 15 range, I think that's a positive moving forward at every round and every moto. Uh, like I said, we got nine. I have 15 names put on this list. Um, and added Gibbs, sorry, we had Gibbs, so that'd be 16, Um, so we'll see. But, I mean, the top-tier guys that we talked about are the ones that is in the 450 class, not even remotely as deep as our 250 class. And it's almost, I mean, actually, the GPs are the opposite, actually. The GP 450s are a lot deeper. But, like, the American series, our series, uh, the Australian series, it's weird Uh, maybe it's just because there's so many kids that jump into the the deep end right out of the gate, but our the two fifties this year, boys, is like get the popcorn and be ready. I feel like it's going to be, um, although I, Todd, I I I'd say like one of the better ones, Noof. But we've had two back to backs, unbelievable seasons in two fifty Todd Minnie's doing the first three
1: rounds. Oh shit! Right on. All right, we'll add a seventeenth name. <laughs> He'll get points. And then and then I got a I got a wild card coming in because he didn't qualify for Loretta's this week because um, he went to Washugo, so. A uh, local kid, Lane Newens, who has yeah. nobody <laughs> on this podcast has heard of. Galdi has, but I haven't. I haven't, no. Um, dude, he ran Parker down last weekend in the Pro-Am Moto and faster lap times, so he will be riding. I don't know if he's going to Edmonton for sure. I guess I'd have to talk to him on that, but Camlas for sure. I pick him uh, top 10 rider. Oh, wow. Top 10. Want to put a bet on it? I owe one you some
3: money. whatever money one I moto. owe you right now, whatever well, you money. You
1: owe me I owe a lot your... of money, so Okay, well then let's put that on this bet then.
2: Double or nothing? Okay. Five hundred yeah, bucks. Double or
1: nothing. No, I'm not double or nothing, <laughs> Ken. That's a big bet that Goldie owes me for. So yes. Yeah, so why don't you double or nothing, hero? <laughs> uh, I'll do fifty percent. Fifty percent on that. So No, yeah. fuck off. Could be such a sally. One Moto top ten. No, not Lane a chance. New not a chance. No?
3: I'll pay you double than what I owe you right now. If okay. That happens. Okay. You're, deal. you're or the bear or the bet's buried.
1: Top top ten. One you're, moto. That happen. Or you don't know if he doesn't, you don't owe me anything. Yeah, you weren't gonna fucking pay me anyway, so. Yeah, because I'm a deadbeat. I'm that guy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get our picks. Yeah, let's this do predictions. Actually, like, we've been rocking here, boys. Wow. Yeah. It's... Yeah, I know I'm getting taxed. Randy says I need to do these at the office. They're taking too long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah well, this is the longest one of the year.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's a big one. Okay, so
1: relax. Ken, Ken's up first. Championship picks, both classes.
2: Okay. Uh, championship pick. So 250. I'm probably going to take both years because I think it's, well, no, we'll see. Uh, 250 would be Harrison. I just think he did. Uh, he was very consistent last year. He just was pushing. He was always towards the front. Other than that, uh, like you said, new that first moto in Kamloops, but he was always up there and around there. And he's pretty solid. Uh, 450, Dylan Wright. Oh, shocker. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, uh, Goldie, you go first.
3: Um, I'm just going to be one smidge different. I'm going Harrison, and I'm going off the kilter. I'm going Moff. Harrison and Moff. What?
2: Cool. I'm in on that. I'm doing it.
3: I'm doing it. Charlie Vegas is stop by? Moff is going (laughs) to fucking, yeah, because I'm focused. I'm focused. (laughs) Moff is going to fucking send it like he's got long hair in the 70s. He's fucking running it. We're going fucking ball for the championship. Team no hair. Let's go.
0: Ugh. Harrison and
1: Moff. Harrison and Moff. Yeah. I'm going uh Piccolo Wright and team manager of the year, Ryan Lockhart. Oh my fucking <laughs> you go. God. You <laughs> so biased. Dig's probably <laughs> just text him saying you're not getting your paycheck if you don't pick our boys. Yeah. Diggs just sent me a prepayment for that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> All right, there it is. There it is for the championships. What was that other one you
2: had, Ken? Most improved for each class. So I'll go first. Uh, Like I said earlier, I'm hoping, I'm kind of the fan guy, right? So your guys' is probably more rooted in reality. Mine's kind of what I'm hoping for. And I kind of hope Quinn takes that extra step and gets into the regular podiums and then fighting for moto wins and stuff like that. Uh, 450, um, Jeremy Mackay. I think uh, he's just gonna take that. He he looks like he rides a four fifty really well. He's a big guy as we've talked about, and I think he'll uh, he'll just have a, a good season up there.
1: Uh, most improved in two fifties. I'll go. <laughs> Fuck, it's hard. It's hard though. Uh, I'll go. Yeah, I like Ken's picks. They're they're pretty good, but I don't. I'm going to steer away just because I want to be different. I'll go, uh, uh, I'm going to go, fuck, who's riding 250? Just fucking say No, already. I'll go Racine. Racine for most improved because I think see him on the podium quite a bit. Yeah. And I will go Racine and uh, fucking Andy Troops. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who to pick for 450. <laughs> uh,
3: Elmore. Give me Elmore for 450. Okay. Okay. Most improved. Okay. So I'm going Ward and Pettis because both switch. Both Ward didn't ride the class, and Pettis is just coming back. (laughs) Uh, Oh well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: They should do better than last year. (laughs)
3: Yeah. Yeah. If you're comparing data, yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm a data guy. I'm a data guy. I'm a data guy.
2: Okay, another one, rookie of the year for each class. Uh my two fifty is schmooky. I guess he's kinda intermediate. I don't know if is he even racing the whole series? He like he's all the way in. He's Oh yeah, he'll yeah. be doing the whole okay. series. Yeah. Okay, so I think he'll do pretty good and then uh He same, did the
1: whole series last year though as an intermediate. So
2: okay. yeah. oh. uh yeah. four fifty I would go with uh again Mackay. So Galdi, uh Goldie, you go ahead.
3: I'll go um Davies. In my 250 and Mackay in the the 450. Actually, no, Benick. Benick. Okay. Davies and Benick. Davies and Benick.
1: I'm going Davies and Mackay.
2: Okay. Um, So I sent this over. One last little bonus prediction, and we don't have to get into a whole lot of detail, just kind of uh, what you think is going to happen in in very short terms. But uh, how do you think Edmonton will go? Noof, we'll start with you.
1: Uh, I think. Well, I, I mean, Galdi brought this up before we started recording, but weather, weather could be interesting, right? Yeah, that will yeah. be, that will be a real question mark. They're calling for rain right now. I haven't looked today, but um, I think it's going to be all right. I, I think. Obviously, the outlook on it is making it more of a show. Drag racing going on during the, during the day, right? Like top fucking fuel dragsters That's going cool, down. Man. Like it's going to be, it's going to be wild. I think it's going to be wild. That Our good buddy there at uh, Heavy Metal, Cal Nowicki, said the track map looks uh, interesting. Um, But I'll stick with my guns, Kenny, and say you can't take anything away from what's happening at round one. Rain, shine, sun, smoke, fucking drag racing. You can't take anything. (laughs) Rubber. Rubber, smoke, fucking. You can't take anything away from what happens at round one. But I think it will be good. For the series,
2: okay.
1: Friday,
3: June second, twenty degrees, nothing. Saturday, June third, twenty two. Sunday, June fourth, twenty two in Edmonton as of today, nothing. So zero rain, zero nothing. Looks like because yesterday it was rain. It looks like great weather as of as of today. This is Sunday evening. Yeah. So, um, uh, my prediction, Edmonton. um, I think the roost will really hurt. I think that there will be a celebration for. Some and others will be just like hating every fucking second of being there. Uh, and my other one is like, how? And, the, and my other prediction is, how are they going to do this sort of Supercross point evaluation?
0: <laughs> yeah, that's towards the one.
3: end of the year Supercross thing. I'm interested. I'm interested in how that works. But <laughs> we're going racing when the gate drops. When the gate drops, the bullshit stops, boys. And, and like New said, I don't think we can take anything from it um, unless. At the end of it, it is a one-one-one Dylan Wright and yeah, yeah. a fucking one-one-one Harrison or one-one-one Notsky that kind of thing. Other than that, yeah. I think we're going to be in store for we got to wait one more week to really see what the series is going to be evaluated as.
2: Okay, uh, Goldie, you want to just finish yeah. off with some sponsor stuff and then we'll uh, sign off.
3: Yeah, but uh, again, once again, KTM Canada, Husqvarna Canada, Gascast Canada. Thank you so much, guys for joining in. You are making the new feel way better than his actual speed and skill set at this moment, riding a KTM 350. So we appreciate that kind of confidence that you deliver. Minus the gout. Minus, yeah, the one club foot. (laughs) (laughs) Race Tech uh, and CGR Racing Suspension, hit us up. If you don't know how to get a hold of Charlie or Race Tech, we will guide you and make sure you guys get the best suspension out there. They support us, and they can in turn support you. Bristol Coachworks, um, anything custom. Uh, vans, sprinters uh, Motorhomes, boats All kind of custom stuff They even have some really fancy custom underwear They've made new for all the rounds So you can feel comfortable mm-hmm. um, Yeah, very cool And of course, com. Ken will be donning the brand Canadian brand, focused on the ride Fueled by passion 100% of the proceeds go directly back to the sport um, And of course, our uh, midway sponsors Renegade, Ammo Racing, Matrix Concepts Canada And Guts Racing uh great show guys. Long one. Uh we appreciate you guys people and people tuning in listening to the whole thing. That was a lot of fun.
1: We got one last one last question. Going. Anybody that wants to go on Twitter that follows uh us here. How many fights do, does Galdi and I get in this summer? Um we're spending about 60 days together.
2: Oh <laughs> fuck. One a day at uh,
1: least. Can I Can I answer that? <laughs> the clo- answer the closest answer. Twitter the tw- the closest guy that guesses it at the end of the summer, gets a prize pack from Matrix Concepts. Yeah,
3: that's free, awesome. Gets yeah. a free trip to whoever won all the fights for the week. <laughs> <laughs> or no, you win a trip to fucking live with Ken for a week at Saskatchewan. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> yeah. not a prize. <laughs> uh, all right, boys, that was fucking great. Yeah, um, was fun. I'm jealous. I'm jealous you boys get to go to round one. Six days, fellas, six days, and it's going racing.
2: All right, we'll talk Bring to you right guys again, later.
3: Galdi. Yeah, oh don't worry about that, buddy. I'm nothing but A's.
1: Charlie Vegas for you and Liam O'Farrell. That's like my school grades, nothing but A's.
2: Okay, All right, see you boys later.
1: See you guys. Cheers. Yep. Later. Later.